You know, when life gives you lemons, just make lemonade. Mark Murphy made himself a draft. I made a trade proposal that got written about a million more times than I wanted it to. <laughs> life, right? Welcome back, everybody, to finally a regular episode of Lombardi Time Brews. I'm your host, John Delray. It is good to be back in this spot on this channel with you people and not elsewhere anymore. We're going to get to all of that uh, in just a minute here. But look, here's the deal. Before I get to any of that huge news out of the NFL, out of Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers and the city of Green Bay are going to be hosting the 2025 NFL draft. Yes, something that the Packers have been working on forever, it seems like. Then, you know, there was a soccer match last year, and it seemed like there was some some building traction that Green Bay may be able to pull this off. And finally, we get word today that the Green Bay Packers are officially going to be hosting the 2025 NFL Draft, as confirmed by the Packers themselves, Mark Murphy, Commissioner Roger Goodell, all the important people. They all have said it now. This is real. This is happening. Huge congratulations go to the Packers president, Mark Murphy, for working on this for so long. This has been, along with Titletown, his vision for Green Bay. And a brief interview that he just did a couple minutes ago, he gave shout outs to a couple other uh, Packer executives, including Aaron Pompke, amongst some others. Also gave a shout out to Discover Green Bay because they've been instrumental in the pitch to the NFL, showing that Green Bay is a viable enough city, that they have the space, that they've got the hotel rooms, although I'm not quite sure where, but supposedly they got the hotel rooms to pull this off as well. So just hugely Hugely exciting day. Um, just want to read a couple of quotes here. Again, these like just freshly happening just a couple minutes ago. Uh, Mark Murphy said in that interview that basically this is going to be a two-year commercial for Green Bay, for the area, for the team. Uh, the buildup to this is going to be tremendous. He estimated the economic impact from the NFL draft is going to be $94 million. Either that or like say it this way, $94 million happens to be six times that of a regular home season game. And Murphy also iterated that he's confident that the effects of this are going to be lasting. When asked about what were the selling points, how did Green Bay pull this off? Asked by The Rock, Larry McCarron. He said, really, the selling points for Green Bay were the history and tradition. Lambeau Field is un unlike any other place in the NFL. You know, Heideltown being right there, as well as the Rush Center. Because, I mean, keep that in mind. Like, yeah, you've got Lambeau, you've got Titletown, you've got the Rush Center, you've got the Bart Star Plaza, you've got Don Hudson Center. It's a large, sprawling campus. Maybe not as large as, like, you see in Dallas or, or other places, but it's got a lot of space. And Green Bay is finally going to be able to feature that on a national level. People who live in Green Bay or around Green Bay or have been there know that Titletown was designed and built for this kind of thing. And finally, it's going to happen. I just, I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to be there for the full extent of the 2025 NFL draft. I cannot wait. Can't wait. Long way off. I don't care. I'm saying it. Clear the calendars. I'm going to be there for every bit of it. Now, what else do we know at this point? Frankly, not a lot because details are sparse. This is just the opening announcement that the NFL basically approved that Green Bay was getting the draft. And of course they were going to get this draft because it was also revealed earlier today that there were no other teams in the running, that this was Green Bay's draft to have. 
Um, we do know uh, the approximate area that's going to take place, like I already talked about. And, and, and as these things come about, like as there's more details, of course, I'm going to be talking about this. I'm going to anticipate personally being just heavily invested in a draft from a completely personal standpoint. So, of course, I will relay anything that I learn on to you. Uh, now, I know that that's like, that's the huge news of the day. And I'd love to keep on talking about that, but frankly, there's not that much more to talk about. <laughs> like the, the announcement is done. That's it. Packers are getting the draft. And we know the economic impact, what it's estimated to be. We know, you know, Mark Murphy even mentioned in the interview, like, well, I got to figure out where the stage is going to go. So, like, there's a lot to be worked out here. Exciting. Nonetheless, it finally happened. Huge congratulations to Mark Murphy, to the Green Bay Packers for pulling off an event of this scale for the NFL's smallest city. All right, so there are some other little tidbits of news today, and then I'm going to get to the, the last meat topic of the day. Uh, the NFL announced uh, one rules change for this coming year, one that's kind of been rumored about for a bit. Even Kurt Ben Kurt, former Packer quarterback, has kind of weighed into this as he heard rumblings a few months ago. But the, Green Bay, but the NFL announced, along with the Green Bay Packers and everybody else, that there's going to be an emergency quarterback available this year for NFL games. So basically what that means is in past years, if you've had two quarterbacks, like you got a 53-man roster, right? And then on game day, you've got a 46-man active roster. Well, if you only had one quarterback on your 46 active man, or only two quarterbacks on your 46 active man, and one or both got hurt, suddenly you saw wide receivers playing quarterback, running, playing running back, right? Like the NFL teams, if they've had multiple quarterbacks get hurt, have had to improvise, much like San Francisco this last year in the playoffs. Well, the NFL didn't exactly like that, <laughs> and it wanted quarterbacks to be playing quarterback. But teams are also caught in the bind of like, what do you want us to do? You want us to carry 100 different quarterbacks in the event of injuries? Like, we can't. we got to fill all these other spots. So they came to an agreement to adjust the rules a little bit, and basically you can carry a third quarterback into your active game day, and that third quarterback does not factor into your 46-man active roster. It's a bonus player. However, this quarterback must be on your 53. So it's not like this could be a, a practice squad stash that then you're going to like elevate to this active roster spot every game. No, it has to be someone on your 53-man roster. It's just when they are activated, they don't count to your 46. The NFL was also careful to specify that this third quarterback cannot be used for performance reasons. And they must only be used at quarterback. So you can't exercise a loophole here that you got some like gadgety type wide receiver quarterback hybrid and you're going to make him that guy. Like, no, you can only play quarterback. Also, you can't just say that your quarterback's thrown eight interceptions, your backup did no better, and you want to go to the third option? No. This is an emergency backup for injuries only. And the NFL has said they're going to be watching that closely. If this third quarterback comes in, there had better be injuries to one and two to justify the active roster spot. Really, what does that mean for the Packers? Well, the Green Bay Packers have obviously got QB1 and Jordan Love, but then they've got their rookie Sean Clifford and quarterback Danny Etling. And for quite a few years now, the Packers have only kept two quarterbacks on their active roster. Look no further than last year when they had Rodgers and Love, and then Etling most of the time on the practice squad. Well, does this third QB rule make it more likely that the Packers are going to keep all three on the active roster, or three in general if they make some swaps with Clifford and Etling? Time will tell, but these are the consequences of some of these rule changes. 
Also, the Green Bay Packers had one transaction today, a very bottom-of-the-roster-style transaction. They did sign running back Emmanuel Wilson from Fort Valley State, and they released kicker Parker White. Uh, really the only tremendous effects here is it is another running back added into the mix with Goodson, Patrick Taylor, Lou Nichols, you know, another candidate for that number three running back job right now. But a kicker, suddenly without Parker White, Anders Carlson is the only one on the roster. Your rookie kicker is the only one. I'm going to imagine as though they're going to bring in some level of competition for him before training camp. Maybe this is just an OTAs thing, because yeah, by the way, OTAs started today. But, you know, here we are. It It is what it is. Packers, as of right now, have one kicker. Sanders Carlson going to be getting all the attention for kicking during OTAs, and maybe that's just the way they want it. All right. Let's turn the page. Let's talk about something else, right? Maybe you've seen it. Yeah. I know lots of people have. But... As I was talking quite a bit on this channel last week, I, you know, last Friday was offered the opportunity to go host a live stream for Bleacher Report. Simple half hour, just a chat with, with Bleacher Report's listeners and talk over what the idea that Bleacher Report provided me, what they wanted me to do, was talk over for a half hour fantastical, wacky, you know, out-of-the-box trade ideas just for discussion for that half hour, Right? And I know, like, uh, an example, I think it was, like, the Detroit Lions team stream. Because most of the team streams are, like, the same thing. They just obviously had different hosts. But I think for, like, the Detroit Lions one, like, they acquired, like, Aaron Donald and, like, you know, Madden-style trades. Let's call it that. Or I think in the stream I called them wish list trades. Trades that you know are never going to happen. Right? But things that are fun to talk about. Or you can, you know, just be wishful about, like, wouldn't it be neat to have Devontae Adams back on the Packers? Okay. Okay, that's all well and good, right? Here's what happened. Did the stream on Friday. Had some fun with it. It wasn't my, it wasn't my usual thing. And to be totally frank, I didn't totally 100% love this idea either. Because it's just not my style. Even though I'm rather boisterous or whatever, animated, whatever you want to call me. I know there's plenty of things to call me. But I do like to deal in reality for the most part. I like to pride this channel on being very fact-based, research-backed. Occasionally, yes, my take certainly goes into play, but it's fact-based. I don't engage in clickbait, hot takes. You know, even the titles of my videos generally are like pretty spot on to what it's gonna be. Not everyone does their, their duty, their business, whatever you wanna call it, that way. Uh-huh, so here's what happened. Host live stream for a half hour on Friday. It goes pretty well. I talk over two trades. You know, that's all we had time for. I talked a lot. We ran out of time. So I talked about bring Devontae on us back. You know, like let's, and, and Bleacher Report wanted me to use this website of like this trade machine thing, right? I don't know if it was a sponsorship deal or they own it or whatever, but like they wanted me to show that off and utilize it. So I did. And I came up with a couple trades. One was, hey, the Packers have one of the youngest wide receiver rooms ever. Devontae Adams just made a bunch of comments last week about not agreeing with the direction of the Vegas franchise. Let's just be wishful or fantasize or whatever about what it would take to bring Devontae home. And so I said, like, let's let's put it into the machine here. Uh, Yash Nyman, because Vegas has a need on their offensive line along with next year's two and three. 
And of course, like, there's a lot of wiggle room there, of course. But, like, let's just throw that out there as maybe the possible comp. But what do you think, people? And then people, like, were in the chat responding. Then I moved on from the Devontae Adams trade to, okay, let's say Vegas just totally bristles at that, which, of course, they will. Uh, let's make a trade around Hunter Renfro instead, their other disgruntled wide receiver. And we talked about that one. Then I did some Q&A, and then it was done. And then I woke up Saturday morning. By the time I got up Saturday morning, there were numerous media outlets who said that, you know, Jonathan Delray, John Delray, whatever, from Bleacher Report, not from Lombardi Tom Bruce, from Bleacher Report, proposed that the Green Bay Packers go back and get Devontae Adams. Now, mind you, in the live stream, I talked quite a bit about how unrealistic it is and impractical and it's going to bankrupt the Packers. And would the Raiders even do this? Highly doubt it. Would Devontae want to do it? No, he went back home for a reason. Talked about all of that. Did it matter? Not even a little. Because what these sites chose to do, what these reporters chose to do, what these journalists chose to do, whatever the heck you want to call them, whatever these writers did, was they picked up on the headline that Bleacher Report put out as the advert for my live stream. And then they watched, presumably, a couple minute clip. Maybe they stuck around for the whole thing. Good on you if you did. But then they crafted articles and headlines around, I saw one where I was called a Packers insider. Well, thank you. I saw one where I was called an analyst. Again, thank you. But what a lot of these articles did was they said, here's the first half of the article. You know, this dude from Bleach Report says that the Packers are interested in getting Devontae Adams back. Yes, I saw a couple articles that actually said it was like a real thing. Like, that the Packers were going to pursue Devontae Adams like this was news. <sighs> and so what happened then was all these articles happened. And I saw it go on to Facebook, go on to Instagram, go on to Twitter. People who high, I highly respect in this realm of the world we're sharing it around on twitter saying what do you think about this trade would you do this trade of course i would do this trade and then raiders peoples got involved and you know what the main theme of most of these articles were the first half was like well here's what delray said and then the second half was like but it's never gonna happen the packers can't afford it why would they do that and they just ripped it to shreds and then guess what happened to me yeah, you can imagine where this went. So then I spent all day Saturday responding to comments, basically putting out a couple statements here and there, saying like, uh, hey y'all, um, as you're coming after and completely discrediting everything about me, um, please just keep in mind that this was for a Bleacher Report live stream. I said that these were fictitious trades or wishless trades and and I am not reporting this for any actual, like, speculation. This is not a legitimate rumor. Nor was it meant to be repackaged in some flashy headline by sites that don't make their own stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe there's several sites out there who do journalism, but don't actually do anything for themselves. Hmm. So, yes, this weekend was a massive pain in the butt for me because I was dealing with... And you want to know what I woke up to this morning on this beautiful Monday morning? Guess what a few of these articles did? They re-released it, except as a brand new article. 
And you want to know what they did? This is what these sites do. A few of them came out with a brand new article today and cited one of the articles that was put out on Saturday by a different company that said the same thing that came from my live stream. I read one article today that came out that said that according to multiple sources, the Packers are looking into this. And then when you click on their multiple sources, they're all the original articles that happened Saturday morning that all went to the stream. So I'm multiple sources now. This was the dumbest experience I've ever had. Okay, let's just say that. So I'm just gonna put a nice bow on this and say you conclusively, if you have seen these headlines, no, the Green Bay Packers are not trading for Devontae Adams. No, the Packers are not trading back for Adams in order to anger Aaron Rodgers, which became a very popular headline as well. Good Lord, y'all. It's okay for the internet to still have hypothetical and fun conversations and actually leave them alone as hypothetical and fun conversations. If you need content, if you need to write an article, please find something to talk about that isn't a hypothetical conversation. And even if you do latch onto one of those, please disclose when the dude who says the rumor also says that there's no way in sweet goodness it's ever going to happen. You can save a whole lot of fans a whole lot of grief. Not to mention one of your fellow podcasters. Yeah. So here's the deal. At the end of the day, look, if you've been around here long enough, you know that I pride this channel on not being hot takey, clickbaity, like, do I want numbers to go up? Yeah, of course I do. Am I going to create bullcrap for you just so that we can get new subs and all that? Nope. Not the way I roll. And I hope you see if you've been around here for any length of time, that is truly what I believe in and not how I roll. I personally just hope because I'm not going to lie to you. And I put this out on Twitter too, as I was just like done for the day. This weekend sucked a lot because I actively watched hundreds of comments talk about this bleacher report guy who has no idea what he's talking about in fact i found one comment on some like group site in like israel or based out of israel at the very least that said that the guy who came up with this trade should stick to writing obituaries because then he won't offend anyone who's alive i know i know you ask for this when you're in the public sphere i get it doesn't change the fact that this weekend sucked a lot. And I know this is just a tiny little blip. And I know, hopefully, most of you, especially those who are around every day around here, didn't come into contact with all this crap. But let's just keep conversations what they are. Because I'm just going to keep on doing what I do. I'm glad you are here. And hopefully we add some more people in the future, too. And I do believe that is all I'm ever going to talk about this experience. 
go have a beautiful Monday. I'll be back uh, Wednesday, uh, I do believe. You know, OTAs are rolling now. Tomorrow is the first day of immediate availability uh, for OTAs. So I do believe on Wednesday I'm going to be talking about the storylines of OTAs and how they're evolving. And then quite possibly this week, Friday, uh, I'm trying to line up my personal schedule. But this week, Friday, I'm probably going to do a live Q&A on the YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm not venturing elsewhere. I mean, come on. And let's be real. I'm just going to throw this in here. I've been podcasting for eight months. Getting offered to go do a national stream for Bleach Report was really freaking cool. Like, it was cool. So, I don't know. But, hey, look, Friday, probably going to do a, a live Q&A, just like a half-hour one, uh, probably for Claudia and I, just hanging out here, talking Packers. So, get us into the weekend. Go have a beautiful Monday, like I said. Go find something happy. Go have a good night. <laughs> I'll be back on Wednesday. And until then, as always, Go Pack Go.